three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Have You Seen Me seamlessly picks up where Gossip Girl leaves off, but with more sex, more lies, and more dead bodies a la How to Get Away with Murder and You. When a coveted member of a group of entitled yet ambitious 20-somethings goes missing, their deadly secret is threatened to be exposed. But the real question is, who will be next? Read Have You Seen Me by creator Candy Washington on Amazon Kindle Vela or listen and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. Where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. As always, I am your host, Candy Washington, and I am so honored to help you lead a more joyful life. So before we dive into today's episode, which is how to date yourself, being happy single and in relationships, because this is just not for my single people, this is for a lifestyle. If you need additional support, be sure to book some one-on-one coaching time with me. You can also grab the Create Your Dream Life uh, course. You can also get our self-love journal and join our VIP Facebook group. Everything is linked below. But also be sure to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share with a friend because loving yourself and glowing up is always better with some community. So let's get into it with that. So with that, let's talk about how to date yourself, how to be happy, single or in relationships. So the first thing I'm going to say is sometimes when I see like either videos or articles, whatever, about how to date yourself, usually it's always about someone being single. But I debunk that. I think that you should always date yourself, whether you are single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a situationship, whatever it is, being curious about getting to know yourself and being curious about what you like and your preferences and getting in tune with you and making intentional time to take care of yourself and to be with yourself, I think is a lifelong lifestyle. So whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, no matter what, make the intentional time to check in with yourself, to take care of yourself and to love being in your own space and being in your own company. Because there are a lot of people in relationships that are completely tuned out, disconnected, unsure of themselves, and they don't even know who they are. They know who they are in relationship. They know who they are in their career and all that stuff. But on that personal level, they've kind of lost track of who they are. And then sometimes people who are single will hold back. They think, well, I can't do this. I can't do that because I, it'll look weird for me to do this by myself. Like I should wait until I find someone to do this. Or, you know, I will be embarrassed if I do this by myself. People will think I'm pathetic if I'm doing this by myself, right? So sometimes, regardless if we're in a relationship or single, we are disconnected from ourselves. We don't know who we are. We lack a sense of self. 
So if that's how you're feeling, then I think you really should start to date yourself and to make being curious about getting to know yourself one of your top priorities. So let's talk about a couple of ways of how we can do that. The first is I'm a big person where if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. So when I'm dating someone, if they don't make the time to schedule the date with me and it's like in the calendar and it's real, then it's not a real date and I'm not going. Because to me, you're not making the commitment. You're not thinking, making it a priority. You're not serious about it. So I want you to schedule time in your calendar to take yourself out. Make the commitment to yourself. Make spending time with yourself and doing things for yourself a priority. Make it matter. Make it real. Actually put in your in your schedule, you know, Friday night, 6 to 8, you know, date night with Candy, and then figure out what you're going to do. But make that actual commitment to yourself. Take yourself seriously. Take getting to know yourself seriously. Because think about it, when you're dating, if a guy or a girl or whoever is kind of like, oh, let's, you know, maybe Thursday or Friday, you know, three o'clock-ish, that's such a turnoff. It's such a turnoff. You're not taking this seriously. You're not taking me seriously. You're not really making this real. So take yourself seriously. Commit to yourself. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your schedule. The next thing I would do is really get comfortable with being alone. Get comfortable being in your own space. Get comfortable being in your own energy. There are single people and there are people in relationships who cannot be by themselves. They can't be alone. They always have to be out. They always have to be doing something. They always have to be active. They're either working or they're socializing or they're doing something, right? They never slow down to just be. They never slow down to just enjoy themselves, to snuggle up on the couch and watch a movie by themselves or to cook themselves a nice dinner and to just be present with themselves, right? They're constantly on the go. They're constantly being distracted. They're on their phone. They're on social media. They're going out. They're making plans. They're all this da 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 da, da right? They're distracting themselves from being present with themselves. And a key thing when it comes to dating yourself is learning how to be comfortable in your own presence. It's like, like for me, when I'm alone, I mean, I'm actually very um, introverted. So this might be a part of that as well. But when I'm alone, I never feel lonely. I feel because I love my company. I love my presence. I love making myself laugh. I love spending time in my own space. I'm very comfortable with me. I'm at peace being with myself. Same thing goes for people who find it hard to meditate. There's a resistance. There's an uncomfortability with being alone with their thoughts, with actually slowing down and being alone with their thoughts. Because again, meditating isn't about eliminating your thoughts or not thinking. Meditating is about slowing down and cultivating a relationship to your thoughts where you know that you're the thinker of your thoughts and you can change your thoughts, right? Same thing with dating yourself. Dating yourself isn't like, oh, let me date myself so I can get in a place to attract a relationship. No, <laughs> you date yourself because you want to cultivate a loving relationship to yourself. 
You want to be able to slow down and, and feel good and comfortable and at peace in your own space, in your own presence. What do you feel like? So to get comfortable being in your own presence, it might be uncomfortable at first. There are some people who can't, they can't sit with themselves. Take baby steps, you know, start slow, but be open to learning how to be comfortable within your own space. The next is get dressed up and pamper yourself just for you. Do your self-care for yourself. You know, I'm going to be a little vulnerable here and tell you, like, I had kind of, like, during, particularly, like, I don't know, I had, like, slacked on, like, getting, like, waxes and, like, bikinis and facials and, like, all that stuff. I was like, no one's seeing this, whatever. So I was like, let it go. But then I got to the point where I was just like, no, you know what? I want to do that for me. You know, like, I want to get my nails done for me. I want to get my wax and my bikini done for me. You know, I want to, you know, um, Take care of like all of that stuff for myself because I want to feel confident. I want to feel attractive. I want to feel sexy for me. I don't need to do it because someone else is going to see it, right? I'm going to see it. And when I did that, I started just feeling more confident. I started feeling better in my own skin. I started feeling sexier and more attractive and just all of that stuff, right? And I was doing it for me. And that's what you should do too. You know, dress up for yourself, do your hair for yourself, put on your makeup or, you know, whatever, guy or girl, who cares? Get dressed up for yourself. Get the wax, get the bikini, do whatever you want to do. You know, get the lingerie, get whatever and, and do it for yourself. I even did this when, it, <laughs> all right, I'm getting so personal right now, but I even do this sometimes when I'm just like lounging around by myself. Like I had started to just wear like big sweatpants and like, you know, you know, you guys know me, I am always in a black sweatshirt. Like that is my staple. You'll see me in that every single day. I have like 20 of them. Okay. But I, at home, I would just sort of put on like, you know, grungy pajamas and just lounge around like that all the time. And I was just like, this is making me feel low vibe. Like this is not it. Like it's one thing to like be comfortable and know that you don't have to be glam to the max every single day. But I did kind of get to the point where I was just like, I need to judge up for me. So I started getting like cuter pajamas and cuter things to wear around and, you know, just taking more better care of myself for myself. No one was coming over, you know, not, nothing like that. No one was going to see me. It was just for myself. And I felt so much better. I felt more at peace. I just felt more confident. I had more energy. And it literally all it was was not wearing scruffy pajamas all day, but wearing something nice, wearing something cute, showing off my legs, right? And I was just doing it for myself because there is an energy shift. When you put the intention out there, when you make the time, when you put in the effort, show up for yourself. So when I put in the effort to show up for myself, to do my hair, to do my makeup, to wear something cute, to do the bikini wax, to do whatever for me, it shifted that. It's like I said about putting something in the schedule. Making it serious, making it a priority, showing that it matters. It's powerful. There is an energetic shift when I showed up for myself. And that is really powerful. And that's where you get inner confidence. That's where you get self-esteem. That's where you get self-respect, right? 
when you regard yourself in a high place, when you take care of yourself for you, that is so powerful. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you because you matter, because you're a priority and you like to take care of yourself. So powerful. The next is plan a fun night out with your friends. So sometimes when we're single, we kind of get in a slump. We might be a little low vibe, not feeling good. We don't want to go out, blah, 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 blah. Or sometimes when we're in relationships, right? You just get caught up. You just are always with your partner. You're just doing what your partner wants to do. And you sort of lose touch with your friends. You know, people say that all the time. Oh, you got in over something, you disappeared, right? Don't forget to make time for your friends. Plan a fun night out. You know, in a relationship or single, go out and make the intention of going out. If we're single, it's not to meet someone. It's just to have fun and to be present with my friends. And when you come from a place of like that energetically, where you're just like, I'm doing me, I'm having fun, I'm with my friends, then you will be attracted, then you will attract, then you're giving out that vibe. You're not being needy, you're not being desperate, you're not on the hunt, you're not on the prowl. You're open and ready to receive because you are just doing you and you're having a good time and people want a piece of that, right? Same thing in relationships. When you go out with your friends, the vibe is, I'm going to do me, I'm here with my friends, I'm going to have fun. The vibe is not, oh, I'm going to show my partner, he always goes out with his friends, well, I'm going to make him jealous too, I'm going to stay out late, I'm going to do this and this, I'm not going to answer his calls, blah, 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 I'm going to make him jealous, it's not that. We're not doing any of these things to get a reaction out of other people, to get other people or anything like that. The vibe is simply, whether you're single or in a relationship, I'm going out to enjoy myself and to enjoy the company of my friends. That is the vibe. That's the vibe. Because as long as we're doing anything in the service of controlling or manipulating or getting or making, that's not the vibe. That's counterintuitive. It's not going to work out. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to have a good time. And it most likely blows up with your face. And you usually end up feeling disappointed. If you're single and you go out with your friends, you don't meet anybody, you come home deflated, probably come home more depressed. You feel like there's no good people out there, blah, 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 blah. If you're in a relationship and you go out trying to make your partner jealous or to prove a point and your partner doesn't even care, hasn't even noticed, then you feel unseen, unloved, unappreciated, taken for granted, whatever, right? Date yourself and do these things for yourself. To get to know yourself, to be comfortable with yourself, to have a good time with yourself, and to, be, and to fulfill yourself. We're not going out with friends for anything other than I'm going to go out and have fun, and I'm going to enjoy the company, and I'm just going to do it. And that's it. That's the vibe. I'm just having fun. No ulterior motives, nothing. Because then you won't be disappointed, right? And you'll be present in the moment. The next is learn a new skill or pick up a new hobby. Learn a new skill. Do something new. Learn a language. Learn how to swim. Learn how to ride a bike. Go skydiving. Uh, take art classes. Do karate classes. Do something new and fun. And again, it's not so much like I'm going to do this new thing to meet someone, 
or I'm going to do this new thing because my partner is so busy. I want to make him miss me or make her miss me. It's nothing like that. You're learning the new skill. You're getting the new hobby because you want to invest in yourself and you want to cultivate yourself. You want to learn how to, to draw. You want to learn how to invest in the stock market. You want to know, learn how to sew. You want to learn how to sail, whatever it is. Pick something that you authentically want to try or want to learn or want to do and then do it for yourself because the energy in which you do something, the intention that you have matters and is meaningful. And the more you pour into yourself just for the purpose of pouring into yourself, the happier you're going to be, the more fulfilled you're going to be, the more confident you're going to be, the more secure in yourself you're going to be, the more love that you're going to have for yourself you're going to be. And when you bring that to any situation, when you bring that into being single, when you bring that into your relationship, everything will change. Your relationship will change. Your status could change. All of it could change. Because you are changing for the better. Because you are taking care of yourself. Because you are happy and fulfilled first. The next is... And this one I really love, and I actually think I'm going to do this this weekend. Leave yourself love notes or write yourself a love letter. So one thing I have always wanted and I've never gotten, and you, this is really being vulnerable, but I've never gotten a love letter from someone I'm dating. I've gotten love letters from like other people, but I've never gotten a love letter from like my boyfriend. And that's something I've always really wanted. So I think this weekend, I'm going to give that to myself. I'm going to write myself a love letter and I'm going to leave myself little love notes. I think that's a great thing to do. You know, write yourself a love letter. You know, dear Candy, dear Jane, dear Joe, whatever. I love you. Let me count the ways. And then just write yourself a love letter. You know, I love the way I brush my teeth in the morning. You know, I love the way I make a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I love the way I laugh before somebody says the punchline of a joke. Whatever it is, find little things or big things that you can just love on yourself about. And if you aren't in that place, because of course we're all in different places, like me, my love letter is going to be like a novel. But that's because I've been doing the work. So if it's hard for you to find things that you love about yourself, write a love letter that says, Dear Sam, I am open to learning how to love you. I am open to seeing all the great things about you. I am open to getting to know you. I'm open to learning what unconditional love is. I am open to showing you unconditional love. I'm excited to learn everything about you. You know what I mean? Because even though we are ourselves, think about how many times people say, I don't know who I am and I don't know myself. Think about how many times people don't even know what they like or what they prefer. Someone said you had to do this, so they did that. You know, your your spouse loves this food, you always get that food. Your dad said you had to be a plumber, so you're a plumber. You know, so there are so many things about us that we don't even know what we like. 
So take that same curiosity that you would take to a new relationship. Like when you are in a new relationship, you're excited, you're curious, like, oh, like, I wonder what he likes. I wonder what he does. I wonder what music he likes. I wonder what food he likes. I wonder, you know, blah, where does he, what, how does, what does he do for fun, right? Use that same curiosity to yourself. If you had to please no one, what type of food would you eat? If you had to please no one, what type of movies would you watch? If you had to please no one, what type of clothes would you wear? Where would you go on vacation? What would you do? Take that same curiosity and put it to yourself. And then do these things, you know? Take yourself out to dinner. If you're like, oh, I've never had Ethiopian food, take yourself out to dinner to go get Ethiopian food. Or if you're like, I love Italian, I love Italian, I love Italian, take yourself out to Italian food. Take yourself out to brunch. Bring a book, bring your iPad, bring your headphones, just bring yourself. And don't worry about what you think anybody thinks or says or does, because the majority of the time, no one's even really paying attention. They're just trying to get through the meal with the person they're with. <laughs> you know what I mean? So take yourself out to dinner. Take yourself out to brunch. Do those things. Take yourself out to the movies, right? Do those things. Take a solo staycation or take a vacation. That's actually one thing on my list for this summer. I really, really want to take a solo trip because every time I've traveled, particularly the last two years, it's been to see family or it's been for like a friend's birthday or some like event. And yes, it's fun. I love my family. I love my friends. But it's not a true vacation when there's expectations there. It's really hard to go back home and be with family and come back and be like, I feel so, I feel so relaxed now. You know what I mean? Or like if it's a friend's birthday or, an, or a trip for something, there's always that expectation there. So I'm really excited this summer to take a solo trip, to just really decompress and just really tap out, be with myself and be in my space and really just rejuvenate on my own. And the only expectation I have is what do I feel like doing today? What do I feel like drinking today? What do I feel like eating today? What do I feel like doing today, right? So do that. Take yourself on a trip. Another thing you can do is buy yourself a gift. You know, plan a spa day for yourself. Buy yourself some jewelry. Buy yourself a book. Buy yourself a motorcycle hat. I don't know, whatever your jam is, whatever you've been waiting for somebody else to buy you, buy it for yourself. Buy yourself some flowers, buy, buy yourself the jacket, buy yourself, maybe not an engagement ring, but like some type of ring, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you have been waiting, whether you're a single or in a relationship, whatever it is that you have been waiting for somebody else to do, do it for yourself. Take yourself on the trip, learn the new skill, go to the movies, go to dinner, dress up, take care of yourself. Be curious about who you are. Buy yourself a gift. Write yourself a love letter. Whatever it is that you have been waiting for someone else to do, do it for yourself. And I'm taking my own advice this weekend. I'm writing myself a love letter. Taking my own advice. And do it. And that's it. Those are my tips on how to date yourself. Oh, hey, everybody. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. What is up? Hey, Tarika J. She goes, I'm freshly out of a domestic V relationship. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. 
14 months now. I'm dating me and learning and learning me. Perfect topic. Yay. She goes, yes, there where I am in my life at the moment. Exactly. Tarika says, you are definitely speaking facts. I did pottery last weekend and next weekend I'm going kayaking. I love it. Yes, completely out of my comfort zone. I love it. Hey, black girls getting their shift together. Hey, Ursula. This is a great, uh, these are great tips. Thank you. Hey, it's Quasia. She goes, oh, I miss it. Hi. Hey, hey. Girl, you can always catch the replay. Do, 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 do. Yes. But those are my advice. That's my advice, guys. Those are my tips. At the core, these are all just things you can do. But remember, at the core, it's really about being open and being curious about getting to know who you are authentically. What are your preferences? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to do? What do you don't want to do? What makes you laugh? What makes you cry? What brings you joy? What are things you want to try? Get out there and be present for yourself. Make yourself a priority. Make the time to take care of yourself. Make the time to get to know yourself whether you're single or in a relationship. This is a lifelong commitment to yourself. Because who you are today is not who you were five years ago or three years ago or even last month. We're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. So making being curious about learning how to accept yourself and love yourself unconditionally and that unconditional part ties into being curious about who you are authentically. And who you are authentically is just the real you. Your shadow and your light, what you like, what you don't like, who you are. And unconditionally is regardless of the light, regardless of the shadow, I still love you. And I still got you. And that's what it's really about. Learning how to love yourself unconditionally. Learning how to show up for yourself unconditionally. Learning how to take care of yourself unconditionally. Learning how to validate and accept yourself unconditionally. And knowing that you as your individual self matters and is important and is worth the time to get to know, whether you're single or in a relationship. Don't lose yourself in a relationship and don't devalue yourself because you're single, okay? Oh, Tamara, thank you so much for the super chat. That is so sweet. She goes, I think we can study um, Depp and Amber and learn from it. <gasps> you know what? We should do... Um, we should do one on Depp and Amber. Yes, thank you so much for the super chat. That is so sweet. Tarika says, thank you, sis, very much needed. Writing me a love letter today. Me too. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Esquazia. Thank you for the super sticker. That is so sweet. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, Tamara said, I would love to speak about Depp versus Amber relationship, how to get well with yourself first. Yep. Esquazia says, thank you for spreading the positivity. Yay. Thank you so much for the super sticker. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, if anybody has any, any more questions or anything, feel free to drop them in. If any relationship questions or anything like that, happy to help. 
or to give a little Q&A. Not, those were my tips. Those were what I was thinking for how to date yourself and to be happy single and in relationships. And also, no matter what, always know that your circumstances can change and that your first priority should be taking care of yourself. And that reminds me when you said Depp and Amber, because you could be single today and meet the love of your life tomorrow. You could be married today and be headed for divorce tomorrow. Your circumstances can always change. So don't, just because you're single, don't devalue yourself. Don't not take care of yourself. Don't think that there's something wrong with you. Don't be depressed or think that you're falling behind or any of that stuff because circumstances change all of the time. So in that meantime, enjoy your life, enjoy yourself and have fun. Same thing when it comes to relationships. I'm a big component of, I don't care how happy your relationship is. You always have your own stash. You always have your own savings account. You always have your own checking account. You always have your own. I don't care if you think you are married to Prince Charming. You always have your own because you never know. Circumstances can change. So while you're in that relationship, make sure that you are cultivating and loving and stable relationship with yourself. So if your circumstances do change, yes, it could hurt. Yes, it could not feel good, but at your core, you're not moved. You're prepared and you know that you can take care of yourself. Hey, it's Quasi. She goes, what's your advice to a new mom who should appreciate her time alone versus mommy guilt? Oh, okay. So this is my advice on that. Again, I'm not a mom, <laughs> um, but I would say this. I know mom guilt is real, but you cannot be the highest version of the mother to your child when you don't feel that within yourself. You cannot give from an empty cup. So if you need that time alone to fill yourself back up, to um, just get right with you, to feel good mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, then that's what you need to do. Because the truth is, you have to take care of yourself first. What is in your cup is for you. So fill your cup up for you. And what runneth over is for everybody else. And that is including your children. Because a lot of times moms who have mom guilt and they don't take care of themselves, they don't take that alone time, that shows up in other ways. It could be being um, distracted, not, not having the ability to be present with your child. So maybe you're physically there, but you're mentally checked out because you haven't been taking the time to take care of yourself. Maybe it's, you know, having less patience. Maybe it's snapping. Maybe it's um, all of those things, right? Because when you don't take care of yourself, it shows up. It manifests. So care about the quality of the time that you have with your child and never feel guilty for becoming the best human being that you can be 
in order to pour in to your child. Because if your cup is empty, you have nothing to pour into your child. So you fill yourself up first, and with the overflow, you pour into your child. So when you are with your child, you are present, you are connected, you are at peace, you're not frustrated, you're not depleted, you're not tired, you're not irritable, you're full. You're full. Know that as a human, and also remember, yes, you're a mother, but I also think sometimes in our culture, in our society, we kind of make mothers not human. Like somehow mothers are supposed to be superheroes, super mom, you know, super whatever. Put your kids first all the time, you know, put your kids before you. That That's what it means to be a good mom. I mean, to be a good mom is to be a super mom, to be a superhero. Always put your kids, your kids needs first. You know, think about yourself last, be a martyr. And that's not true. Whether you're a mother or not, you will always be a human being first. You will always be a human being first. So you have to take care of yourself first. Of course, I don't mean to be detriment to your children. I don't mean neglect your children. I don't mean like any emotional or physical. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about to be healthy, evolved, empowered individuals. We have to put our needs first in order to show up fully for those who actually need and depend on us. And children, actually, I'm not talking about adults, children and babies actually need and depend on us. It's like in the, the plane, put your mask on first. Because if you are flailing, if you can't breathe, if you're suffocating, if you're not where you can be, you're not of service to anyone. So I think we have to start humanizing mothers and allowing mothers to be women and humans first. And when we take pride in taking care of ourselves first, then we can really pour into our children correctly. But this idea of super mom, superhuman, put your kids' needs before your own is detrimental and unhealthy. So give yourself the grace to be human. Give yourself the grace to be a woman and to know that who you are matters first and most and taking care of yourself. It's not being selfish. It's not being a bad mom. It's not neglecting your children. It's actually doing what is best to be a full mother and a full person who can be truly present and attentive and pour into her child correctly. Think about breastfeeding, right? You can't breastfeed your child if you don't have any milk. So if you're not full mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not full, you can't feed your child. So fill yourself up first and then pour into your child. Hey, Tarika. She goes, I'm a super empath. I tend to look for everybody else. How can I put me first? Oh, you are in the right place. You are in the right place, Tarika. Okay, we are all over here. We're all about self-love and self-care. 
I am the same. I am a recovering codependent. I used to always put everybody needs first. I could never say no. I was a people pleaser. I was a yes person, perfectionist, all of the, all, all of the crap, all of the things, right? I think the first thing you do when you want to put yourself first is to make the decision. Sometimes it's daily. Sometimes it's moment to moment. Make the decision that I am my first and best priority. And I'm putting my well-being first. I'm putting how I feel my well-being first. I think it starts with the decision. It's an energetic shift. It's a commitment to yourself. It's a pledge. And then from there, you do little things to start doing that. Okay, I'm going to put myself first, my well-being first. I don't know how to do it. Maybe I get some help. Maybe I get a counselor. Maybe I get a therapist. Maybe I get a life coach. Maybe I get a spiritual teacher. Okay, I've got some support. Now let me learn about it. Let me read some books. Let me watch some YouTube. Let me listen to podcasts. Let me understand what it means to be an empath. Let me know what it means to be a codependent. Let me get the tools to change that. Then let me learn how to start creating healthy boundaries with people. If you're in a situationship, maybe you, you know, you say, hey, if you don't want a commitment, then I can't do this. Maybe it's a boss at work and you're like, hey, listen, I've worked every weekend for the last month. I'm no longer available on the weekends. You know, maybe it's a meddling mother and she's like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? And you say, hey, mom, I love you. and I know you're coming from the great place, but when I'm ready, I will talk to you about my relationship status. But until then, I would prefer if you didn't ask questions. Taking stock of your life. In what relationships and what areas do you feel depleted? Do you feel exploited? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel used? And that's going to show you the areas in your life where you need to start establishing some boundaries for yourself. And be prepared that when you start making boundaries and you start putting yourself first, it's going to piss some people off and that's okay. It's going to piss people off when you no longer do what they want, when they want it and how they want it. And that is okay. They'll get over it. If this person is really meant to be in your life, they'll get over it. They tell you no, don't they? They do what they want, don't they? So can you. And if they don't respect those boundaries, then you know what? Maybe they're not supposed to be in your life. So be prepared to lose people, but be prepared to gain self-respect. And then be prepared to gain the correct people. You can, um, what else can you do to start putting yourself first? Again, like I said, make, put it on your calendar. You know what? Saturday mornings, I'm meditating. I'm doing a yoga class. I'm taking a walk in nature. You know, every night I'm going to start a spiritual practice. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to join a church group. Or, you know, if that's not your thing, maybe you join, um, I don't know, a hiking group or whatever. Just get curious about things that you want to do for yourself. And put it and make it a priority. Make some non-negotiables for yourself. Nope, every Wednesday I do this class. So you need me to do you a favor on Wednesday. You know, thank you for asking, but I can't do that. Because you already made a commitment to yourself. So you're no longer going to abandon yourself and what you want to appease and accommodate other people. Make it clear that your no is a no and your yes is a yes. Get very comfortable with telling people no. Thank you for asking, but no, I can't do that. Thank you for asking. I love you so much, but I can't do that right now. 
get comfortable with telling people no. Let your no be a no and your yes be a yes. So those are the things I would do to start. I would get some support, whether it's through a therapist or a counselor or a spiritual person, whatever. I would learn about it, learn about codependency, learn about self-esteem, learn about self-care and self-love, get some tools together. Then I would take inventory of my life. What area in my life I don't feel good in? What area in my life do I feel taken advantage of? Do I feel resentful for? Start implementing some boundaries in that. And then start doing things that are for you and that they're non-negotiable. It could be, you know what? Sunday I get a massage. Thursdays I get my nails done. Fridays I go for a walk. Thursday I write. Whatever it is. Make non-negotiables for yourself that energetically show yourself that you are prioritizing your well-being and that you're putting yourself first because who you are is important and because you matter, you deserve it and you're worth it. Other things you could do, affirmations. When you feel that negative uh, self-talk pop up, oh, you can't say no because they're going to think you're a uh, they're going to think you're bitchy or no, you can't say no because they're not going to like you. Oh, you can't say no because they're going to abandon you or leave you. When you get those self-limiting beliefs come up, those insecurities, reprogram it. Nope. I am confident and secure in who I am. Who's ever is meant, is meant to be in my life cannot leave. I'm allowed to take care of myself. I am a priority. I matter. My own well-being is my first and best priority. I am confident. I am secure. I am worth it. I am deserving. I am enough. Who I am matters. What I want matters. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to get what I want. Switch it. Combat those negative thoughts. Because those are the thoughts that keep you stuck. They keep you people-pleasing. They keep you enabling. And they keep you not being fulfilled. Do some sleeping affirmations. There is a ton on YouTube, or you can make your own. At night, sleep to a track. I am confident. I am secure. I create healthy boundaries. I always get what I want. I am enough. I am beautifully and willfully made. I am divine. I am whatever. Put them on a loop and sleep to them until it seeps in your subconscious mind. Where putting yourself first, being confident in who you are, becomes your new normal. You want to normalize taking care of yourself. And when taking care of yourself is normal to you, it becomes normal to everybody else. You know who you can disrespect and not disrespect. You know who you can play and who you cannot play. You know who you can try and not try. And you know that because of how they carry themselves, how they respond to things, what they tolerate, what they don't tolerate. People show you how to treat them and you show people how to treat you. So when self-respect is normal for you, when boundaries are normal for you, when honoring your time, space, and energy is normal for you, when putting yourself first is normal for you, it'll be normal to everybody else. Normalize having respect for yourself. Normalize holding yourself in a high regard. Normalize caring about how you feel more than making other people comfortable. Because how other people feel comfortable, their, comf their comfort level is none of your business. 
they're an adult, they can take care of themselves. If you're an adult, take care of yourself. So that's what I would do to start out. And honestly, that's what I did when I started out. Okay, let's see what else you guys are saying. Do, do, do. Hey, Tarika. Oh, hey, guys. She goes, true. Good analogy. Respect. Ah, Tarika says, thank you. Makes sense. Yes. Hey, it's Quasia and respecting boundaries, saying no and choosing you exactly and letting um, and letting you pass before you respond. Yep, if they don't respect that, then they don't deserve access to you. 100%, 100%. This is the thing. If you create a boundary with someone and the fact that you create a boundary, they no longer like you or want to be around you or be with you or be your friends, then that person was never really for you anyway. The quickest way to see if someone is truly for you is to tell them no or to set a boundary. Give them a little bit of grace because if they are conditioned or accustomed to you always saying yes to them or you not having an opinion or you not having a preference or you doing what they want when they want to do it, there might be a little bit of, you know, a time delay. <laughs> there might be a little adjustment period. But if that person is truly for you, they will adapt to the new you. And the new you knows your worth, knows your value, has healthy boundaries. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. You're respectful to other people, but you also expect respect in return. The people who are for you will adapt to the new you. And the people who aren't for you will fall by the wayside. And that's okay. Because you don't want someone in your life who is only there based upon what they can get from you. What you can do for them. Our relationships should be reciprocal. You give and you get. 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 You pour in, you pour out. You pour in, you pour out. You pour in, you pour out. That's called a relationship. I pour into you when you need it. You pour into me when I need it. That's a relationship. You don't want someone who just wants to take and take and take and take and take. And the moment you say, I need to have this boundary to protect my speed, my, my peace, to protect my energy, protect my space. If they have a problem with that, it's their problem. Continue to affirm who you are, affirm your new confidence, affirm your new self-concept and step into that version of you that puts yourself first. Hey, Tarika, okay, I'm listening and I will do. Thanks, ladies. Yes, you are welcome, sweetheart. All right, let's see what you guys are saying. It's quasi, I, I, can, I can do this. If it's an emergency, they'll call 911. I can't do this, exactly, exactly. You know what, I will tell you something. Um, when I was dealing with my own codependency and I was feeling really guilty, you know, we had talked about mom guilt earlier, but um, I was just feeling really guilty about saying no to, I'll just be honest. I was, I was feeling really guilty about saying no to one of my sisters. I was feeling really, really guilty because I had done something for them all the time, but I really didn't want to do it. It was always stressful and I just didn't want to do it. And I was feeling really guilty about, challenging myself to say no and my therapist said to me she said well what would they do if you didn't exist 
And I was like, whoa, they would figure it out. They would figure it out. And I think that was such a great lesson for me to learn was that people will always figure it out. So if someone's asking you to do something that you don't want to do, you're allowed to say no. A, because that is just your right as a human being. And B, there's nothing to feel guilty about because they'll figure it out. If it's important enough, they'll figure it out. Just like you said, they'll call 911. They'll figure it out. What would they do if you did not exist? They would figure it out. So if you don't want to do something, don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. You're allowed to say no. And they're an adult. They can figure it out. Hey, yes, I am enough, worth it all. I am a blessing. Yes, I am blessed and a blessing. I am I am worthy. I am I am blessed and highly favored. I am everything. Everything is always working out in my favor, right? I am a child of God. Therefore, divinity, blessing, and abundance is my birthright. Like all of it. Like I'm telling you, sleeping with affirmations is a game changer. It really changes your confidence. It shifts your um, subconscious. It's great. Hey, it's Quasia. Amen on that. They will normalize it, get it right, or get, or get left. Exactly. Exactly. The moment you normalize the type of treatment that you will tolerate or not tolerate, people will conform. They will either conform to the new you or they will be removed. And if they are removed, then that is just creating space for the right person to come in. Hey, Tarika Jesus, I'm crying, but I'm thankful for your advice. Oh, you're welcome, sweetheart. You're welcome, beauty. Absolutely. Hey, Vaka, that's so good to hear, right? It was. It was such a game changer for me. This was when I was in like the peak of really confronting my codependency and really um, starting my journey to self-love. Because at the root of being codependent, it's low self-esteem and low self-worth. You think that in order to be worthy of love, in order to be valuable, in order to be enough, you have to do, you have to be doing for somebody else. You have to be proving your value, proving your worth. You can't say no. You're going to be abandoned on all of that stuff. You feel guilty. You get a pit in your stomach. This was right when I was really challenging my identity as someone who was codependent. When I was in it, I didn't have the language. I didn't know that how I was was codependent. I didn't know that how I was was low self-esteem and low self-worth. I didn't know that how I was was dysfunctional. I had no idea. And the reason why I had no idea because it was normal. It was normal for me to never say no. It was normal for me to prove my value and to prove my worth. It was normal for me to be a people pleaser and a yes person. It was normal for me to feel guilty about saying no. It was normal for me to feel like I couldn't disappoint anybody. It was normal to me to feel like I had to be perfect. It felt normal because that is what I knew. When your dysfunction is normalized, you don't have the awareness that anything is wrong except for that feeling on the inside, right? That secret whisper that, you know what? This isn't how my life is supposed to be. This isn't who I'm supposed to be. This isn't how I'm supposed to am, supposed to be, right? But when your dysfunction 
when your unhealthy coping mechanisms is normalized, you lack the awareness that anything is wrong. That's why the first step to any type of healing process, the first step to anything is being aware of the problem. Being aware that, oh, wait a minute, hold up. Not being able to say no is wrong. That's dysfunctional. That's unhealthy. Whoa, right? Wait a minute. Not being able to put myself first is dysfunction. Not taking care of my needs is unhealthy. Whoa, right? It's the awareness that there is a problem. So this was during that time where I was getting the awareness that, hey, you know what? The way you've been operating from a place of low self-esteem, low self-worth, not knowing who you are, lack of center, lack of self, is dysfunctional and unhealthy. Now let's figure out how to clean this up. It's <laughs> basically what it was. I did exactly what I said before. I made the decision. I'm going to learn how to love myself. I'm going to learn how to take care of myself. I'm going to learn what it's like to have self-esteem. I'm going to learn what it's like to accept myself. I'm going to learn what it feels like to not give a damn about what anybody says or thinks about me. I'm going to learn to tap into my own divinity. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know when I was going to do it. But I made the decision that it was going to happen. That my life was going to change. And on the surface, it didn't look like anything was wrong. But inside, it was a mess. Inside, it was a mess. And I made the decision, I will no longer live my life feeling not good enough, less than, insecure, all not loving myself, looking outside of myself for any type of validation. What does my family say? What do my friends think? What am I doing? What am I getting? Blah, 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 blah. I made the decision that that would no longer be my life. And then that's a decision that I make again and again and again and again. You make the, the commitment and then you recommit and then you recommit and then you recommit because life will do that to you. I actually just did a video on it called um, the five myths about the healing about the healing process debunked. You guys should watch it. It's called the five myths about the healing process debunked because one of the myths is that, oh, you make the decision, you learn the tools, you're healed, boom, everything's great. No, boo-boo, no. You can still, you can have high self-esteem and still get your feelings hurt. You can, high, you can have high self-esteem and still be triggered, still have an old pattern pop up, feel, still feel low vibe, still feel sad, still feel, you know, unsure, still feel insecure. Your dominant state could be high self-esteem, but life will continue to happen. And as human beings, we will continue to be challenged. We will continue to be stretched 
and we will continue to have to meet uncomfortable moments. But when you have the foundation of self-love and self-worth, you're able to meet those uncomfortable moments from a state of grace, compassion, and love, and forgiveness, and a perspective of, I may be going through a hard time, but I know how to take care of myself through this hard time. And by the time this time is over, I will be better for it because everything always works out in my favor. This work empowers you to navigate life in a different way. It doesn't mean that nothing bad is going to happen. You're not going to get hurt. You're not going to have setbacks. You're not going to have disappointments. It's life. What's the quote? It's like the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Life will bring you, I mean, and the work, beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. When you do the work to love yourself and to take care of yourself and to have your dominant state of being in that love for yourself, the storm can come, but you know that you will not be consumed by the storm. You will have grace to get through the storm. That's what grace is. Grace isn't nothing bad will ever happen. Grace is I don't care what happens. I know that I'll get through it and I will be supported and guided through it. It's not nothing bad will happen. It's that regardless of what happened, I have favor to get through it. I have favor to meet the moment. And that's really what the worth is. Oh, did somebody send me a super chat? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Tarika, for the super chat. I really appreciate that. Yes. It's quasi says, breathe. Tell yourself it's going to be okay if you're still breathing after good, bad situations that you did in part. Exactly. Tarika says, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that. Tamara is giving hearts. Quasia is clapping. It was exactly a group the same way. I started a dating agency because of that. Yes. Ooh, Tamara, you got a dating agency? Girl, you might need to talk. Um, say that, ooh, at Candy, when, when your dysfunction is normalized. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I can say that with um, no shame. I don't have shame. I have no embarrassment. I have no shame because I'm a human being. And if I'm a human being and I went through this, that means other people, other people feel shame. Other people feel embarrassment. So when you, and that's the, that's the essence of um, empathy. It's saying me too. You've had dysfunction, me too. You have felt shame, me too. You have felt guilt, me too. You have felt um, abuse, me too. You have felt sad, me too. You have been confused, me too. You felt lost, me too. You had low self-esteem, me too. You didn't know your worth, me too. You didn't know your value, me too. That is empathy. And that is the strongest thing you can do for another, another person is to hold space for their story, is to bear witness to their story without judgment and without the need to fix it. That is the strongest thing you can do for another person is to bear witness to their story without judgment or out the need to fix. That is a strong way to hold space for someone. I hear you and I see you and me too. 
It's the best thing you can do. Aw, thank you so much. Tamara says, getting through the storm is exactly that. Yes, it's the grace for the storm. It is the grace for the storm. Oh, Vaka, thank you so much. This message is such a blessing. Thank you. It's a blessing for me too, you guys. It is a blessing for me too, just to be able to share and to talk and to all come together and just to really remove the stigma of going through things and needing help and learning about yourself and all of that, you know? That's why there are so many stereotypes of being the superhuman mom, being the strong black woman, you know, what it, you know, being confident or whatever, right? All these stigmas and stuff that we need to start shedding light on. And what really keeps us stuck is shame. Shame is the belief that you are the only one and there's something wrong with you. That's the essence of shame. Like it's shameful that I feel this way. It's shameful that I went through something. It's shameful that something happened. It's shameful that I did this. I am the only one and I should feel ashamed of who I am. Empathy is the opposite. Empathy is the light to the darkness of shame. It's you're human, I'm human. What you feel, I have felt. What you've gone through, I have gone through. It's unity. We are one. It's basically the essence of saying, you are not alone. And when we start talking about this stuff, when we start talking about how our dysfunction may have been normalized, how we may have been codependent, how we may have not known things, it gives other people permission to step into their story, not in the sense of they're going to wallow in it or the past or to be victimized, but to step into their story in a powered way and saying, you know what? I have felt that. I have been through things too, but that does not define me. I define who I am. And none of that means that you're broken. None of that means that you're damaged. None of that means that you can't, that you need to be fixed. None of that means. All it really means is that you're a human being. And this is how you learn how to survive. And this is how you learn to cope in difficult situations. And now you are empowering yourself with the tools to learn new ways to cope that is actually in alignment with who you are now because those codependent mechanisms that I had at one point kept me safe. Because in childhood, we learn coping skills that in childhood keeps us safe, but in adulthood, they sabotage. So everything in our lives they, it has a, a job. Fear has a job, right? Fear is going to keep you safe, right? Staying, playing small is going to keep you safe from disappointment. You know, low self-esteem, not going for where you want, that's going to keep you safe from rejection, right? All of these things, all of these coping mechanisms, all of these insecurities, all of this stuff, in our mind, 
actually has a function. But the way in which they're now being applied in our life is dysfunctional because they no longer serve us. Because now we are adults. Now we can speak up for ourselves. Now we can create boundaries. Now we can say no. Now we can be removed from a situation. So what used to keep us safe is now sabotaging us. And that's really what it's about. Hey, it's Quasia. She says, me too. Yes. Hey, Tarika. Absolutely. I'm 44, but you have really given me the strength to keep fighting through this storm. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Fight through the storm. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. I'm telling you, whatever the storm is, whatever it is, I, I say God, I'm not talking about any particular religion. You can say the divine, you can say source, you can say light, you can say whatever, intelligent design, whatever, whatever, whatever resonates with you. I'm saying God. Whatever your storm is, God's grace is sufficient to get you through it. Go inward, pray, meditate, talk, whatever you need to do. And seek that divine guidance and support. Sometimes the best prayer you can just say is help. And then thank you. Sometimes the strongest prayer you can just say is help. And God will hear you and God will help you. And I talked about this earlier on another um, video I did. I forgot that I forgot which video it was. Anyway, I was saying like what self-love really is or no, what the healing process really is. It might've been that video. To me, the healing process is twofold. It's one, cultivating a loving and compassionate and forgiving and kind relationship to yourself. How you talk to yourself is loving. The space you hold for yourself is compassionate and graceful. You treat yourself in a good way and you take care of yourself unconditionally, even in the moments where you don't like yourself, even in the moments where you think you messed up, even in the moments where you need to change this and change that, you can still love yourself. It's like an an analogy is like with mothers, right? Sometimes mothers don't like their children, but mothers always love their children. It's that unconditional love that you have for a child. That's the love you have to have for yourself. And that's what the healing process is, loving yourself unconditionally. I tell you this, on the days where I don't like myself, I still love myself. On the days where I think I need to do this or do that or why did I do that or I can't believe I said this or oh my God, I messed up, I still love myself. Self-love is not about liking yourself all the time. Self-love is about loving yourself when you don't like yourself. It's unconditional love. I'm going to show myself some grace. I'm going to let myself off the hook. And I'm going to love myself. And I'm going to do a couple of things that just make me feel good. The other part of self-love and the healing process is remembering who you are. And remembering that you are never separate from the divine's love. That is the essence of the healing process. That no wound you have, no trauma you've endured, no storm you are going through ever has the power to separate you from the divine's love. And with that love is support, 
with that love is guidance, with that love is grace, with that love is comfort. That's how you can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. The understanding is that rational, logical, realistic mind. Wow, all of this is going on. That's the understanding in our rational mind. But yet I have peace. But yet I am calm. Yet I am connected to the divine love. Yet I'm always supported. Yet I know I am not alone. Yet I know that this battle is not mine. Yet I know no weapon form against me shall prosper. That's how you have a peace. A knowing that you are loved. A knowing that that his grace is sufficient. That passes the understanding. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this problem. I don't know how I'm going to change the relationship. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bill. I don't know how I'm going to get well again. I don't know how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But you know that it will get done. And that you are being fully supported. And that's huge when it comes to the work you do at self-love. Because a part of, I'll take it back to my old days. A part, when I used to be really codependent, I never, and I mean never asked for help. Ever. I thought I had to do it all on my own. I thought I always had to figure it out by myself. I thought I always had to have the right answer at the right time. I couldn't be, I had to be perfect. I couldn't make a mistake and I couldn't ask for help. Imagine how unworthy you must feel if you think that you're not allowed to ask a person for help or you're not allowed to ask for help. I got a a lot of people do that. There are a lot of parents who don't ask for help. There are a lot of kids who don't ask for help. There's a lot of people who think they are not allowed to ask for help. They either are undeserving of support or they have that superhuman complex where they're not supposed to need help and they're supposed to figure it out for everybody else, help everybody else. And if you're the person that figures it out for everybody else, then how are you able to ask for help when you need it, right? And when I realized that I felt so not good enough of asking a person for help, then how in the world did I think I was good enough to ask God for help? I wasn't tapping into divine support. Because if I don't think I'm good enough to ask a person for help, how am I supposed to ask God for help? Right? So I was missing out. Of course, the divine is always with you. God is always with you. And again, I'm not talking about religion. Always with you, always there. Even when you don't seek support, you are being supported. The mere fact that you are still here in this moment is living proof that no matter if you know you're worthy of it or not, you have been supported. The mere fact that you are here is proof that his grace is sufficient, that you have been protected, that you have been supported, and that he has always been with you. The mere fact that you have breath in your body in this moment is proof of that. 
But when you get to really celebrate and when you really get to have that peace that surpasses all understanding is when you know that you are worthy and deserving, not just of other people's support, but you are worthy of the divine support. That you don't have to do things on your own strength. You don't have to do things on your own merit. You don't have to do things on your own knowing. You don't have to do things by yourself anymore. When that clicked with me, everything changed. Everything changed. I started waking up in the morning and I would just say, thank you, God. I am open and ready to receive your support and your guidance and your clarity. I didn't have to do it all my own anymore. I didn't have to figure out everything on my own anymore. I didn't have to worry about everything on my own anymore. I say, God, my feet are fire. This is my idea. This is my might. But put your anointing on it. Put your blessing on it. God, put your stank on it. Put your magic on it. And I tell you, when you really surrender to being open and to ready to receive divine support, that is when miracles happen. That is when you didn't see a way, but he made a way. That is when you thought it was over and it wasn't over. That is when everybody told you no and then you got that yes. That is when things happen that you could have never made happen on your own. Now in my life, I normalize miracles. It might sound hokey, it might sound foolala, but I, I just say, God, show me a miracle today. Show out in my life today. Surprise and delight me today, God. Because a part of the work that we do is also, yes, cultivating that loving relationship to yourself, but it's also cultivating a relationship to God to the divine, where you're able to say, this is what I'm struggling with. I need your help. I need your support. Show me the way. Give me the guidance. There are days now, I'm a creative person. I write books. I do the podcast. I have the YouTube channel. I have merchandise. I have all this stuff going on, right? My mind's always like, da 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 On those days, I get quiet. I take a couple breaths. And I just say, God, show me what I should focus on. God, show me what I should focus on. Because my mind's going a mile a minute. And then I just wait. And I hear the whisper. And then that's what I focus on. Okay, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Aw, thank you, Tamara. She was at 27. My father told me that because of my bossiness that no man would marry me. Shocked. So I respond. Oh, shocked. So I responded, I will get married, but not to someone like you. Exactly. Exactly, Tamara. And that's what you have to say. What someone else's limitation or judgment or, or criticism of you is does not have to have authority over your life. The only time someone else's label or criticism or limited thinking or judgment has authority in your life is when you internalize it and you give it power. 
You could have said, oh, you know what? You're right, dad. My bossiness is a problem. And you could have changed who you were, or you could have thought no one would ever love me, right? But instead you said, no, I know who I am and I'm going to marry someone, but not someone with your limitations. And I love that because remember, no matter what, you are the authority on you. Always remember that. Always remember that. If I'm walking down the street and somebody says, hey, Crystal, I'm not turning my head because that's not my name. That's not who I am. That's not who I be. I'm not responding to who I know I'm not. So when anybody says, you're too bossy, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too black, you're too white, you're too short, you're too this, you're too old, you're too young, you're too broke, you're too whatever, you're not educated enough, I don't respond to that. Because I know who I be. And that is worthy, that is valuable, that is deserving, that's a child of God. It's enough. It's confident. It's ageless. It's circumstances don't matter. I don't care my age. I don't care my education. I don't even care what's in my bank account. None of that matters because all of that is external and can change. I know who I am. And I know the divinity that lives in me. So I don't respond to something that I am not. Hey, Tarika, this was the most powerful and profound live I've been a part of. Yay, I'm appreciative. Much love, ladies. We got this. Yes, that is how we do over here. That's how we do it over here. I'm telling you, I'm the self-care muse. We talk about self-love. We talk about... Um, self-care and boundaries and relationships. That's how we do it over here. If you ever just need to feel good, pop on over. Pop on over. Yes. It's closet. Ooh, yep, exactly. It's not what they call you. It's who or what you respond to. Exactly, exactly. People can shout whatever they want to shout, but as long as you don't respond to it, as long as you don't internalize it, as long as you don't say, what this person said has more power over me than who I know to be. It can't infiltrate. Don't internalize other people's BS because the majority of the time they are operating from their own insecurity, from their own trauma, from their own fear, from their own doubt, from their own limiting beliefs, from their own experiences. And they're projecting that onto you. So don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Hey, it's Quasia. It stings harder when they negatively comes from family parents. Girl. Yeah, right. Yeah, 100% right. It's like that saying, your family knows how to push your buttons because they are the ones who installed them. So true. As human beings, our familial ties, our friendship group, family, not even so much friendship group, but the family parents ties is so strong. It's ingrained in us to somehow meet their expectations, to somehow show up for them more than we show up for ourselves. It is so true. I was talking about this in another live. 
I did a live on um, how like the most powerful tool in self-love and it's validating your own emotions and then regulating your own emotions. I think this is where I talked about it or it might've been a different video, but I had to do this for myself where I had a conversation with my sister and she and I were very close and she said something to me that was so hurtful and I know her intention was not to hurt me, but what she said was extremely critical and extremely hurtful. And I had to do the work. I had to do the work I'm telling you guys about. I had to say, you know what? I'm really hurt right now. That was really messed up. And I allowed myself to feel the feeling. I didn't judge myself for being hurt. I didn't need her to justify my being hurt. I didn't need her to give me permission to be hurt. I was just like, this is just how I feel. I validated myself, my emotions. I held compassionate space for it. I didn't need a reason to be hurt. I just was. So I'm going to hold this compassionate space for myself. And I'm going to allow myself to feel this feeling. But I know that my feelings do not have me. I have my feelings. And now I'm going to release this feeling. I'm going to release this power. This feeling has no power. And it cannot stay. And then I use my tools to take care of myself. I talked to a friend. I talked to my therapist. I did some journaling. I did some affirmations. And I reestablished that my sister, although did not mean anything by it, but what she said was really messed up, has no power over me. Her opinion, her thoughts, her belief is not the authority on me. How she defines something does not have to be how I define something, particularly when it comes to me and my life. I am the authority on me. So that's how you work through your emotions. That's how you validate yourself. You acknowledge how you feel. You let yourself be human. You hold compassionate space for it, but you do not dwell in it. Just because you are feeling hurt does not mean you have to become a hurt person. Just because you're feeling angry does not mean you have to become an angry person. Just because you're feeling lonely or disappointed does not mean you have to become depressed. Just because you're feeling worried does not mean you have to become anxious. When you dwell in it and when the feeling has you rather than you having the feeling, that's when you become depressed. That's when you become anxious. That's when you become angry. That's when you become defensive, you know, and all of that stuff. That's when it consumes you. So yes, you hold space for your pain, you acknowledge it, but you don't dwell in it. You, really, you can speak to it. I'm feeling sad right now, and that is okay. That's okay. But you have no power over me, sadness, and you cannot stay. And then do things that make you feel good. Take yourself out to the movies. You know, go out dancing. Go watch a comedy. Go get your favorite meal. Buy yourself a new dress. Journal if you want, sing if you want, dance if you want. Do anything that moves your body, moves your mind, moves your energy to a better feeling place. Make, make a gratitude list. Show some appreciation. You know, think of all the great things you already have in your life. Your list could be simple. You know, I'm thankful I'm alive. I'm thankful my heart is beating. I'm thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have food. I'm thankful that 
my parents are still alive. I'm thankful that I have clothes. I'm thankful that the sun is shining, whatever it is. Because when you start moving to a place of appreciation, you no longer have the space for the sadness or the loneliness or the hurt or the shame. So you have the tools to take care of yourself. And you're right when it comes from your family, when it comes from someone you respect and love, it cuts even deeper. It's easy to dismiss, you know, haters online or a random comment, whatever. I don't know you, who cares? Just being a hater. But when it comes from your parents, when it comes from a sibling, when it comes from your family, it cuts differently. That's why a lot of the stuff we deal with are childhood wounds and childhood trauma. Because it got instilled in us during that time. And usually it's by our family because that's who we're with in our childhood. And then we have to process and unpack and work and change as adults. So I feel you 100%. 100%. Let's see. Hey, Aquasia. She goes, if that if they or that controls you, has power over you at Candy, is helping me bring up my affirmations. Yes, 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 yes. I'm telling you, I love affirmations. I love them. You can do night affirmations when you sleep. I do affirmations when I work out. I do affirmations during the day. Like if I'm just working and instead of having a podcast or music or TV on, sometimes I'll pull up one of my favorite affirmation um, videos, whatever I want in that moment. If I'm working and I want some abundance, I put on a money affirmation. You know, money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I'm a money magnet. You know, everything I touch turns to gold. You know, um, Abundance and divinity is my birthright. You know, I make money every day easily and effortlessly. I love making money while I sleep. You know, if it's for love, you know, I am always cherished. I am adored. I am chosen. I am the first best. I'm amazing. There is no competition. If it's for self-concept, you know, I'm secure in who I am. I am blessed and highly favored. You know, I, I am a winner. I am a champion. You know, everything is always working out in my favor. I love who, whatever it is, right? You have to affirm for the person that you are becoming as if you are that person. I don't care what your relationship status is. I don't care what your bank account is. I don't care what any circumstance is. You affirm as if you already were that person. It's not, I hope to be wealthy. I will be. It's, I am wealthy. And if you can't feel it, then say, I am learning how to increase my worth. But you always put it in the present, never in the future tense. Because if you say it in the future, and some coaches have varying ideas on this, but for me, I always say it in the present tense. I am wealthy. I am chosen. I am number one. I am the priority. I am first best. I am always pursued. I am loved, right? I put it in the present moment and I say it with some oomph. It's an oomph. And another way you do affirmations, you can make them very conversational. Now, when you first start out, it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel a little weird. But I also do affirmations where I do it very conversational. Like I'm talking to my friend. Like, girl, can you believe I just got another check 
every single day I wake up, my, my bank account gets higher and higher and higher. You know, I can't wait to go on that shopping spree. Oh, you know what? I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Isn't it great how wealthy I am? Girl, money just flows to me easily and effortlessly. I'm just swimming in money. It's so great, right? Whatever. You can also make your affirmations conversational. And when you make them conversational, it's easier for your subconscious mind to believe it. And it's easier for your conscious mind not to resist it. So if you're just sitting in your, in your like, I am wealthy, I am loved, I am this, and it's flat, there's no feeling, you're not helping yourself. That's when it feels delusional. That's when it feels like a lie. That's when it feels weird because you're not actually penetrating the feeling of it. But if you can make it conversational, like, girl, I'm in the best relationship of my life. He calls me all the time. We have great communication. He always wants to be with me. He is so trustworthy. It's the best. Honestly, it's the healthiest relationship I ever have. He loves me so much. This is my partner. We're so happy. Blah, 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 blah. I, I do it as if I'm just talking to my girlfriend. And I do it with things that I want to attract. I want to manifest. I want to experience. It's not being delusional. It's not lying to yourself. It's consciously creating your life because you're not going to get something different if you are stuck in the same. If you just repeat, if you just describe what is going on in your life, then that's what you're going to continuously get. So if you want things to show up differently, you have to affirm for that. You're not lying to yourself. You're not being delusional. You're not lying to other people. Like I'm like, you're not going out in the world and saying this to people like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is your, this is your game. This is your inner work. This is your inner game. This is your inner dialogue. These are your inner affirmations. This is what you're doing with yourself. So I'm not saying you're single and you go out in the world and you tell people you're married. No, but to be very clear on that. This is nothing. This isn't lying. This isn't being delusional. This is consciously creating your life. It's like it says in the Bible, let the sick say I am healthy, right? Or is let the sick say I am healed? No, I think it's, or let the weak say I am strong. This is exactly what I'm talking about. In the Bible, it says, let the sick say I am, or the, the weak, whatever. Let, <laughs> let the weak say I am strong. That is what I'm talking about. If you are experiencing not as much wealth you want in your life. If you continuously pay attention to the lack, that is what will continue to show up. So you say, I am wealthy. You say, I enjoy an overflow of abundance. You say, I always have more money than I need. I love paying my bills because I always pay them in full. I always have an excess and overflow. I love that I never have to work for money and money always works for me. I love how easy it is that money flows into my life. I love being wealthy. I'm a wealth magnet. I deserve to have wealth in my life. Girl, isn't it great? We can go out and do whatever we want. Girl, what do you want? It's on me, right? But it's an inner game. You're not going out on the world and saying this. This is an inner game. Like the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I am. You say it in the present tense, I am. Say you're in a relationship and you're not happy. Say you're single and you want to be in a relationship. I am loved. I am always respected. I am adored. I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. I deserve respect. I deserve love. I am the best. I'm whatever, blah, 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 blah. Again, you're not saying this to other people, guys. It's an inner game. It's an inner dialogue. You are affirming for who you be, regardless of what you see outside of you. 
and you continue that, then that has to come. Okay, let's see what you guys are saying. Hey, it's Quasia. I am a lender and not the borrower. Exactly. I'm the head and not the tail. I am an heiress of my father's riches according to his riches in heaven and not earth. Yes. One of the affirmations I love that really boosts me up is I am the daughter of the most high king and everything makes way for me. You want to really feel yourself? You want to really level up? Say that to yourself. I am the daughter of the most high king and everything makes way for me. Claim your divinity. Claim your royalty. Decree and declare who you are and who you be and how the world has to show up for you. I am the daughter of the most high king and everything makes way for me. Put yourself in the first best position of your life. Hey, it's Closet. Yes, the conversational affirmations. I just changed my hair color to a bright burgundy. Ooh, and I love it. It's been about six weeks and every time I pass the mirror, I say, girl, you look good too. Exactly. It's exactly what you have to do. Yes. So I go to the salon every two weeks because that's what keeps me maintaining feeling good. Even if my crown hair isn't dude up, I say the same. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. Because I'm telling you, I was telling you guys about my journey with codependency. Before I actually felt confident and worthy and enough and love myself, I said it to myself. I said it to myself. I said, I love myself. I love you, Candy. One way to do this is mirror work. Look in the mirror, look in your eyes and tell yourself you love yourself, right? Before I actually felt confident, before I actually loved myself, and this is, tr this is the truth, I spoke it, I affirmed it. And the more I affirmed it, the more I affirmed it, the more I affirmed it, then I started to feel it. Then I started to feel it. Then I started to feel it. Then I started to believe it. Then I started to believe it. And then it started showing up. And what does showing up look like? Other people respecting me more. Having healthier relationships with myself and other people. Making more money. Looking better. Feeling better. Being happier. Having inner peace. Making decisions easier. Showing up energetically where people just want to cater to me where people respect me, where I get the love that I deserve. No one to change but self. No one to change but self. When you change, the world changes to meet you where you're at. Think about it. When you're at a party and somebody walks in a room, they don't have to open their mouth. They show up energetically. You already know. Oh, that's the HBIC, or you don't even recognize the person there, the doormat, whatever. Energetically, you know who you can mess with, who you can't mess with, who is who requires respect, who doesn't require respect. Before people even open their mouth, their energy shows up. Your energy shows up. And when your energy is rooted in self-love and self-worth and knowing who you are and knowing the divinity that lives in with you, people have no choice but to respond and react to the energy that you bring. That's why there's no one to change but self. And I'm telling you, before I loved myself, before I felt confident, before I felt secure in myself, 
I did my affirmations. I affirmed it. I would say, I love you, Candy, even though I didn't love myself. I would say, I love you, Candy. I love you, Candy. And then I would start to feel that love. Oh, I, this kind of feels good. This kind of feels good. I love myself, right? And then I started showing up differently for myself to where I believe it. Like now, the love I have for myself is unshakable now. I'm very clear on my value and my worth. And I'm very clear on that I love and accept myself unconditionally. And again, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to have bad days. It doesn't mean I'm not going to still have triggers. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have storms. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have patterns reemerge. It doesn't mean I'm not going to backslide into the dysfunction at times. It just means I now have the dominant vibration. I now have the dominant state of being of I love myself and I'm tapped into the divinity that, love, that lives in me. So when all of that happens, I have the grace to meet it differently. When all of that happens, I can still love myself through it. But before I love myself, I'm doing exactly what I told you. It might sound weird. It might sound wonky, whatever. But I was looking in the mirror. I love myself. I love myself. Throughout the day, under my breath and in my mind, I love you, Candy. I love you, Candy. I love myself. I am blessed. I am supported. I'm okay. Another affirmation that will change your life. When anything pops up that might feel off or wonky, just say, I am always safe. Anytime something comes up that is weird, I just say, I am always safe at all times and through all things. I love myself and I accept myself. When you affirm that you are safe, when you affirm that you love yourself and you accept yourself, that is the protection that you need. Abundance flows to me at all times and through all things, regardless of anything. I don't put conditions on my abundance. Abundance always flows to me regardless of any circumstance. I don't put circumstances on my abundance. If I'm feeling good, abundance flows. If I don't feel good, abundance still flows. The sky, it's daytime, abundance flows. It's night, abundance flows. You leave me, abundance flows. You choose me, abundance flows. At all times and through all things, regardless of what's going on, abundance flows to me at all times. I don't put conditions on it. And abundance could be abundance of money, abundance of love, abundance of support, abundance of friendship, abundance of peace. Just at all times, abundance flows to me. I don't care what's going on. And I would say it to myself until I started to feel it. And when I felt it, I started to believe it. And when I believed in me, the world had no choice but to reflect it back. No choice. Yay. Snatch masters, go get them, guys. Lots of energy, lots of focus. Yes. <laughs> It's Quasia says on point. Hey, Ursula. She goes, yes, it's the tapped in for me. Exactly, exactly. It's all this is tapped in. Yes, 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 yes. Woo! Okay, you guys. This was so much fun.
and I'm hungry. So I'm going to go tap into some food. <laughs> and I hope this episode was as much as a blessing to you as it was to me. My cup is full. Actually, my cup runneth over. And so I hope my overflow has poured into you. I love you guys so much. And always remember, if you need any additional support, you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. You can grab our Create Your Dream Life course. Join our Facebook group. Right now, it's free to, it's free to join. It's a great um, spot for support, for free resources, for like-minded people who are glowing up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So join it, join us. And there's also the um, self-love journal, but everything's linked below in the show notes and in the description box. So don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like this video, and share, share, share with a friend. As always, Thank you so much. Anybody who supported either just with a super chat or a super sticker or with a comment or just by being with me here energetically, thank you. I really appreciate your support and I truly love you guys. So until next time, everybody, take care of yourself and each other. I love you and love yourself and never forget that you have access to divine love. You always have access to divine love support and guidance and it is always there for you just go within and ask god to help okay i love you guys happy weekend bye welcome to sugar pills a practical guide to self-care where your host writer actor and producer candy washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.